This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blue Gooley drinkers, Big Z here. Oh man, we got quite a podcast here. Uh, we're not, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, nine days out from the NFL draft on April 27th. Um, so we're just going to be talking a lot of draft stuff on this podcast, you know, as we do this time of year. Uh, who are some of we, who are we targeting? What's the mock drafts looking like from some of the top guys? Uh, the Jeff Akuta trade, we haven't reacted to that on the podcast yet, so sorry for the delayed uh, response to that. But, you know, it wasn't really impactful, so. Um, but we're going to be talking a lot of draft stuff on here. It's kind of just a free-for-all uh Really just kind of talking about top prospects, what we think might happen, uh, the, the rumor mill, uh, all that good stuff. And then next week, we have our final mock draft um, coming out on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so be prepared for that. We'll let that soak in for a few days. And then live stream Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid uh, on YouTube. We'll be doing a live stream of the round one. The Lions have two picks. So there's going to be a lot to look forward to that night unless they trade – both of them for a top five pick. That's also a possibility. Then it makes it a shorter night. But, you know, we still have a lot of them. We drink a lot of Kool-Aid. And I think we'll have a big uh, reward for our listeners. Uh, we'll have one winner, uh, possibly winning a gift card. So stay tuned to that. Uh, so stay tuned to Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions um, for more information on that coming very, very soon. But right now, bring just to, you know, free for all, draft talk. And then our final mock draft early next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers! We are back, baby. We are back. We are recording on April 18th. It's the end of tech season and also the beginning of of the end of draft season. We are nine days out. That's right. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, and then we'll have our final mock draft next week. The final mock draft, always a really fun episode. But as I mentioned, it's nine days out from the draft. We're going to talk everything kind of around the draft, but also a big move the Lions made. A few moves, uh, actually, that we're going to respond to on this podcast. But before we get into all that, let's introduce crew that is here. So I'm Big Z, and then we got one other one right here right now. We got Red Dog. 
Yo! And then Bob might be joining us a little bit later. Uh, TBD on that. We have yet to react to it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're a little bit delayed on our, our response to this, uh, listeners. But nonetheless, Jeff Akuda, the third overall pick in the Bob Quinn era. Quintricia era, rather, I should say. Um, gets traded for a fifth rounder to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Run dog. Oh, holy smokes. There's <laughs> a guy that we're rooting for. Uh, you know, he 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 worked hard. You can't blame his effort, I don't think. It just didn't work out. And this might just be the best of both worlds. because uh, he seemed to kind of fall in and out of favor with this coaching staff. Uh and no I, I don't know if it's just no fault of his own. It's just you know, the, the injuries uh just caught up to him a little bit, or maybe the scheme didn't work out. I'm not sure. But your reaction to the the trade. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it hurts to basically burn a third round, a third overall draft pick. That that's pretty painful. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's it was just the best for both at this point. Because the thing is, it the big question is what happened at the end of last year. Like, what well, I think it was the Panthers game. It went like that. We he was like trending up, and then he just missed that first tackle off the edge to start the game, and was not the same the rest of the season. Lost no. his starting position like just disappeared i don't know if he got hurt or what but like damn like for to but to be that left that much of an unknown at this stage in his contract when we still owed him we'd be paying him what like 10 this year another 11 if we took on his fifth year and then if he does do good next year and then we developed them to just what fight for him in free agency um it just made too much sense to i mean we that's the other thing like we don't need a developmental guy who might be gone in a year uh, we need young developmental guys because we just signed all this talent in free agency. So, yeah, it sucks. I never really liked the pick, but the player always seemed like a solid dude. He put it, like you said, he put in the effort, and it just it just didn't work out. He should have never been the third overall pick, in my opinion. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it, it was a tough year. I mean, wh- how would you have felt if the Lions only went Justin Herbert that year, for instance, rather than? Uh... Akuda, is there someone that you wish in that draft uh, the Lions took? Um, I mean, I, I yeah, that would have taken some foresight or whatever like that. That didn't really. I mean, that just didn't even matter. Herbert, why would we have drafted Herbert at the time? I, I'm actually fine with Goff now. I mean, maybe Herbert has a little yeah. more upside, but I think Goff is on his tier. So this is uh, this is who went in that. I'll just list the top ten for this draft. Uh. Joe yeah, Burrow, yeah, Chase me, Young, tough, tough, tough beat for the Lions. Uh, you know, not not getting Chase Young. Yeah. I, I I still am high on him. He's had some injury issues, but he's been relatively good one. But uh, anyways, after that, Andrew Thomas, who's played, he's gotten better over his time uh, in New York. Then Tua went to the Dolphins. Uh, well, give me the guys well, no. after us. That's what I'm doing. I'm listening. Give me the pick. They went Burrow, oh, Chase all. Young, okay, then Akuda, Andrew Thomas, then Tua. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went number one overall in this draft. That's what I thought you said. Joe Burrow. You said Burrow. I'm sorry, I missed. Joe something. Burrow went number one in this draft. I, I don't know how else to say. Sorry, I'm not hearing you real good. <laughs> uh, um, okay, yes. Chase Young, number sorry. two. A Jeff Okuda, number three. Andrew Thomas, four. The offensive tackle uh, for the Giants. Tua uh, Tagovailoa, the quarterback for the Dolphins. Number six was Justin Herbert. Number seven, Derek Brown, who's been fairly decent for the Panthers. 
Uh, the Lions could be. I would have drafted him at the time mm-hmm. over Akuda. And I think there was a lot of debate internally with the Lions about Brown versus Akuda. I think uh, he made. What was that? Yeah, he just made more sense to me, like positional value. And I didn't think Akuda was worthy of a top three pick. So it just. Uh, I think Patricia, it, it seemed like Patricia wanted Brown too uh, from the reports at the time. But Quinn kind of overruled him. Something I agree with Patricia. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then number eight was Isaiah Simmons, a guy uh, you and UJ were really high on. I would have taken Simmons. I think he had more upside. A guy that still is kind of still trying to find his stride in the NFL, but he's definitely a flashy player. Um, And then CJ Henderson, uh, who hasn't really panned out for the Jaguars, and then Jedrick Wills for the Browns, who's had a decent career. Um, some other notables that went after him: Justin Jefferson went at twenty-two to the Vikings. C.D. Lamb at seventeen to the grade. Cowboys. Um, <laughs> might have kept Stafford around if you picked up Justin Jefferson. Yeah, uh, yeah that that would have been worth a three-over pick. Well, I mean, I my my uh idea of receivers has has evolved because of one guy named Jamar Chase. Like, I honestly thought that was like kind of a, mm-hmm. a reach at the time but then when i saw what he did to that team uh, i can't i can't help but argue you know can't help but see that <laughs> top end receivers are very very useful oh yeah um, absolutely but yeah i mean the quarterbacks is like i don't think i think that's a moot point because you weren't going to draft another quarterback that high when you had stafford already good to go and then like, you know, you didn't know you were going to suck so bad. Everything was going to get blown up the next that season, you know. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, I don't think you would have drafted a quarterback then. Not that high. And then as it worked out, we got golf in the swap anyway. So, you know, it's just fine. But, yeah, D-tackle. I mean, you can't go wrong with a, a high-end interior or just front seven guy, pass rusher, run stuffer. Right. So that, w- that would have been my pick then. Isaiah Simmons was my favorite player, but I, I think you would have to have a vision to make him be your pick there, and I probably could have used him. I, I think you could do so much with a dude like that. The best cornerback in this draft uh, ended up probably being either uh, Trayvon Diggs or uh, A.J. Terrell. Uh, Tr- Trayvon Diggs has, has had an up-and-down uh, career. A.J. Terrell is the number one cornerback. And now, so really, the, uh, the Falcons get the top two cornerbacks from this draft in Akuda and Terrell. Uh, well, top two rated Carson. coming out. Yeah, top two rated coming out. Yep. Yeah. But oh, I mean, they might get something out of Akuda. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's done. I think it was just a, a time to part ways with him for us, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he went and did okay over there. Let's. Uh, but now shifting uh, the conversation a little bit. So we have this trade. Uh, does this impact their draft strategy at all? I would say no. I mean, they mm-hmm. they've already addressed the cornerback and free agency largely. Um, at least to, for looking for a starter. Now it it, there, it comes with some you know risk, especially with like a guy like Mosley who has had uh yet you know a lot of injuries last year with the ACL that made him miss most of the season. Um. But I, it shouldn't stop him from drafting a highly touted cornerback if that's what they are targeting in this draft. Uh, well, I don't think it would stop them. Yeah. Certainly not. Uh, I mean, in your opinion now, I mean, we're the- we're nine days out, like I mentioned, from the draft. Uh, 
Witherspoon and Gonzalez, do you think they are worthy of a number six overall pick? It's <sighs> tough. It's 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 hard. They're it's not. Tough. I mean, Withers or uh, what's his face? Gonzalez just profiles on the edge of where I would want a cornerback at the top ten. Like he has borderline elite traits. He's tall. He's fast. Very fluid athlete. But like at the same time, it's still not like he's putting out like Patrick Peterson, you know, four three two speed. Uh-huh. It's four three nine speed, which is very good. But like, uh, it's just like at that range when you're gonna have, you know, one of Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Kalijah Kansi. I, I know Kalijah Kansi seems to fall in a lot of people's drafts, but I'm not convinced he's out of the question here because I think he's just simply too explosive of an athlete inside uh where that's so valuable i mean look what uh who was it uh who went really high a year ago or a year or two ago because largely because of his aaron donald comps um to to the bills i want to say james it's like houston maybe or at oliver at Oliver, that's it. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, I thought like he he's that interior super explosive, speedy. I mean, he ran like a four seven five, I wanna say, coming out. Like he had some pretty like freaky traits and he went like top ten, I believe. He might be a little bigger, but still the point is these super explosive interior guys. I know the Aaron Donald comps are extreme, but he still profiles in that athletic range. I don't I mean, it's not like he doesn't have the production. Just, anyway, I just don't see him falling but anyway all those guys available there and you're gonna pass on one of them for either gonzalez who borderline elite or witherspoon who honestly doesn't profile at all in that range for me he's shorter than i would like to be ideal he's uh small he's like not he's not well built for the like i think he's just gonna deal with injuries throughout his career because the best part of what you, of what he brings is is what's going to get him hurt because he's a freaking missile out there mm-hmm. you know he i really respect his film in college it's absolutely outstanding and, and I, if it was just on film i'd take witherspoon at there and i'd feel comfortable about it but you got to project to the nfl here we don't know how fast he really is because he couldn't run um unless he ran at the pro day i, I did i see that i think i might Ooh, I witherspoon might, even witherspoon 447 yeah oh god like that's like that's fine but for a top 10 pick cornerback no i'm sorry i just can't get my head around it like especially because i i he's small like for what you want there ideally and to, you gotta go for to me if 442 solid like that's fine that's effective he's i would like him at 18 i'd i'd be much easier to swallow but top 10 you're looking for prototypical players you're looking for people who have extreme traits that can offer extreme upside yep. and i just don't see that in him i i you know except for maybe his instinct. we'll do our top prospects and stuff like that the draft night and uh you know probably in our mock drafts we'll list it out but i, I do have gonzalez above witherspoon if we were to take one at six but is are either of them like the stingley's the sauce gardener type uh i don't see it i i don't either uh as much as but I, I do have Gonzalez over him. Gonzalez but I just don't see him as good as Stingley or Sauce Gardner, who went in the kind of this range. Although they were top five, six. 
He's uh, the closest thing to a prototype at cornerback. Tall, he's fast. Yeah. Fluid. Some, I mean, some like Joey Porter uh, in that regard. Joey Porter offers some unique traits that, ooh. I, I'm like, I, I still think he might be the dark horse to be the best in this class because he's so freaky looking. Mm-hmm. He's got those long ass arms. His speed is fine. He's got good height. Like he's got great pedigree. Um, at eighteen, at eighteen, he'd be great. I, I don't know about pulling the trigger on him at at six. Definitely, I'd say I definitely don't want to do that. But I, I am very intrigued by what he brings. I think he'll be a very sticky, hard to get escape cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I you know the Lions have had some interesting top or uh, visits uh, to their facilities. Uh, I, I wanted to go over some of these guys, see if. Yeah, do you take any stock in the guys that visit the Lions, or uh, not really? In these visits, or it's probably just uh, the Lions I mean, doing their homework, right? Yeah, I mean, to an extent, you're obviously gonna, you know, go after the guys you're interested in, though. So, I mean, it does highlight maybe a little bit. The things I'd be intrigued in looking at are the ones that you don't quite expect, like everything that's in that top thirty. You know, like. Ah, shoot, I got to look it up unless you know. There was a name I saw recently. It's like a cornerback I'd never heard of that the Lions had visit. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Um, was it? <laughs> who was it? Well, why, why are you thinking of I'm not even sure what you're contemplating. But um, it was like a, someone I hadn't heard of. They just visited the Lions recently. and I mean, the Lions have had a lot of visits, top, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, but the top thirty, you would think would be guys that are going to be your first round lookouts, right? Uh, like your, your big investment pick. It's your top. It's your top thirty, right? If you're the Lions, you you have thirty of them. So uh, that's true. Stroud, Hendon really... Hooker visited. Uh, you know, a possible day two quarterback that they're looking at. Um, Adrian Martinez, the quarterback, quarterback out of Kansas State. Um, Keaton Mitchell, Darnell Washington, tight end that we all like on this podcast. Oh, excuse yeah. me, Osiris Torrance, another guard that we uh, some of us had in our mock uh, when we did our mock, one or two mock drafts. Uh, Jalen Carter visited recently. Siaki Ika, the nose tackle. Um, Will Anderson mm-hmm. visited, uh, and uh, along those Drew Sanders, linebacker, uh, a guy. Uh, that was mock today, and Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay's combined mock drafts uh, to go into us in the second round. So Daniel Scott, the safety. So there's a lot of uh, possibilities out there. Um, Daniel Scott, maybe that's I never heard of him. Safety out of Cal. Yep, um, probably that's definitely a day two uh, target. Not day oh, one. and didn't we invite like a, a, a Illinois corner? Yeah, Quan Martin. Quan Martin, the DB. Uh, I found those kind of intriguing. He's the other cornerback uh, that. That's highlights far more than Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, like all those top guys, because that those are just the obvious guys you got to do your diligence on when you're drafting in that range, right? Um, but these ones are I, I find a little more enlightening, perhaps. <laughs> Drew Sanders is intriguing, I think, because at least tells us they're looking at a linebacker, but it also might tell us what they favor in their linebackers too, because of his. The way he was used as a pass rushing guy. Um, Absolutely. Drew Sanders, I like a lot. I mean, so mentioning that mock draft uh, from Kuiper and McShay. So in this mock draft, if you haven't looked at it, go on ESPN. But uh, 
Kuiper and McShay each took a turn, like basically doing a live mock draft where they switched off every pick, uh, picking for each team. I think Kuiper went first mm-hmm. and McShay, then Kuiper and the McShay back and forth. Anyways, in this mock draft, uh, the Lions ended up with, uh, man, I, I just had it down on one of my tabs. It started here. with Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, thank you, at number six. Then Kalijah Kansi at 18. Oh my gosh. Um, and then in the second round, they grabbed Jameer Gibbs and uh, oh Drew gosh. Sanders. And then in the third round, they, they ended up with Luke uh, Shoemaker, the tight end out of Michigan. If it fell this way, I would be one happy, happy boy on draft day. <laughs> I don't think Elijah Kansi is going to be there at 18. I don't think Drew Sanders is going to be there at 48. And uh, or was it 48 or the? I think Drew Sanders is possible. Kansi, you know, it, it, it all depends on how much they value or devalue that the size of it, of him. Yeah, and also the need of some of these teams. I mean, even at number six, Tyree Wilson. There's a lot of rumors out there. I've seen him go both ways. Uh, it's going to be fascinating on draft night because I. So fast because I've seen two, I've seen a lot of conversation about the Texans maybe not even drafting a quarterback at number two and instead going with one of the top defensive players and then grabbing quarterback maybe at number twelve or trading oh, wow. up from twelve and maybe grabbing a quarterback at like four or five. Uh, That's a weird strategy. But then That'd I've seen really it the other strange. way where they do take the quarterback at two and um and then at number three the Cardinals trade out. And like a, a team like the Titans goes up and grabs a quarterback or the Colts. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. A team like the Titans moves from the middle of the draft up to number three to grab a quarterback. Um, so mm-hmm. and then number four, the Colts grab a quarterback. So basically the top four picks have a quarterback. And then that would leave the Lions with either um, Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at number six. So that would right. be a great scenario to be in. Uh uh yeah <laughs> that's I'm why actually, i'm hoping that a... we see the 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 ladder the ladder movement where uh, all these teams are trading up for the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks going to top four which has never happened well, i think there's no doubt that serves us best i don't think we're targeting quarterback at six by any means nope I I uh, but some mock drafts out there still have us you know going for anthony richardson even some mock drafts out there have us trading up to number three for anthony richardson no no thank you <laughs> Like here's the thing, if he felt if he was if we could draft him where his like film tape should put him in the draft, like if he like fell to like eighteen, then I'd consider it. Like, or but here's the actually it'd be more like the second round, honestly. But like he is so much projected upside, it's just like painful. Like he's got he's got to learn so much and grow so much to become an effective NFL quarterback because he wasn't even an effective college quarterback. <laughs> I like the upside. But I just don't like that at that range when you can get. Something well, Josh like Allen is doing a lot of help for Will Levis and uh, Anthony Richardson's stock because Josh Allen was not an all-star, a rock star quarterback in college by any means, but he had the measurables that these NFL scouts is drool over. And all these coaches in the NFL think, I can fix this guy if you give him to me. They're stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I in mean, Josh Allen's case, has worked out really well. Um, you can't argue with that. But, like, at the same time, it's like his stats aren't even, like, comparable to those guys. Like, as far as I know, like, they all perform. Like, all the examples out there that people look to, like, Mahomes or people who fell for we- questionable right. reasons, they all had way better college careers uh-huh. than 
Anthony Richardson. Like even Malik Willis last year was a more impressive, like in terms of just actual production. Like I don't know, like I, don't, I just don't see it. But I mean, hey, the upside is tantalizing. I can't deny that it's as high as anybody's. It's it's just that like he's the ultimate boomer bust prospect. Absolutely. Um, I mean, part of the question for the Lions is. You know, I, I, it was an interesting argument I, th- I heard on, I think, the uh, athletic football show where they brought up, like, like the Chiefs. that the, the Chiefs were making the playoffs, and uh, they were a competitive team with Alex Smith at the helm for a couple of years. But, nonetheless, they still traded up for Patrick Mahomes and took the next step to a perennial Super Bowl contender every year. Do you think yeah. the Lions are in a similar situation in this regard? Not yet. I think... Uh... I think like is Jared Goff and Alex Ron- Smith type level where he's not gonna, you know, push you to the elite elite level, but is serviceable enough to like win a fair amount of games, to get you to the playoffs, maybe not take it. I think Goff has more upside. Mm-hmm. I think Goff is a better quarterback than Alex Smith. I I think there's a reason he went number one overall. And actually, the, when I watch his film and when he does mess up, it's it seems to be more like decisions. Like he can put the ball almost anywhere he wants to it seems but like he that's why like like last year when he missed uh the bills throw like that was i don't think that's because he couldn't make the throws just because he threw he made a bad decision and went on how he put the ball out there i'm just saying i think golf is a very good quarterback and he's growing and could really flourish in this scheme but that being said i also don't i'm not sure the team is at the same stage that it was for like yet I don't know, like maybe one more year of adding more foundational starting talent to this roster, and then I would feel like now we're closer to that. I think the Chiefs were closer when they grabbed Mahomes, I mm. feel like. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I just don't I don't know. I don't feel it this year. But th- that's the best argument. But if we were going to do that, my guy would be Stroud. Mm. I think he's the best, pro- my favorite prospect at quarterback in this draft. I think he's got all the tools you want out of quarterback. He's got the this he, he has that like he's already pol- very polished, very like cerebral guy. He's a passing quarterback first. I like that people are like, oh, he's limiting his ability because he's not using his legs. Like, yes, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> we can bring you know we'll get him to use his legs when he needs to. But he's a well, he showed in the game against Georgia. He can use him when he wants to. Uh, right. So like to me, he's the guy. Like he's got the speed. He's got the arm. His quarterback comparison is Goff. He'd be like Goff 2.0, Goff with legs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would. That's the guy I'd want if if you're gonna pull this scenario off. If you're going for a guy, ah, uh, or like even hell, fuck, I'd take the kid from Bama over a guy like Richardson, or uh, like I, someone who's at least proven something. But I mean, Bryce Young is a treat. I mean, if you go watch his tape, it's like he he makes some great throws too. It's just it's really it really comes down to size for him. That's really the only negative you yeah. can find about Bryce Young. Uh, and that's the thing. Like at least he's shown he is a good quarterback. Like he has great pocket presence. He has great pocket all. presence. Uh, it, it's a really a tough choice uh, for these two teams. I've gone back and forth is as well that? on who I think is top quarterback because. I thought it'd be for sure it'd be Stroud, but then you go watch the tape a little bit with Bryce Young. It's like, oh, I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, they they didn't really lose uh, games at Alabama because Bryce Young was playing. Their defense was bad um, this mm. past year. In both games they lost. I mean, he scored 30 points. But uh, 
Yeah, that's a tough I, one. I feel better with either. I, if I think or hell, I'd feel better with Levis over uh, over Richardson. Uh, Richardson. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm not. And, sure. and you're drafting in the top fucking because well, they're probably trading up to get one of these guys. You're drafting in the top five. Like, I want a guy who's at least shown he can play the position. So far, Anthony Richardson looks like a linebacker who plays who can run really fast and can also chuck the ball. Like he yeah, he pulls off some ridiculous plays occasionally, but it's like it's all flashes. He has no consistency in his game. Yeah. I mean, the one benefit that is at least he started learning how to process a pro pro style offense in college. So at least he has a beginnings of that. I just I I just can't do it. Like not over not with that high. You gotta at least have some idea of what you're doing. But he's also learned he's also killed the interviews. You know, he seems very sharp and not ready to go and learn and has good energy about him. So uh that speed, that power. We could always make him play linebacker if he fails at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, this is how I feel right now. I, the, the, they did have Gibbs going to the Lions in the second round. Uh, That's it, Gibbs. I mean, if that happened, that'd be amazing. I don't think he's going to fall. That might that be my far, favorite pick in that. I'd be shocked. Dude, if he I, fell I that kind far. of. Where well, you weren't here last pod, I talked about this. Like I value him in ways perhaps almost higher than Bijan. I was here last pod. Yeah, I remember you talking about him. I, I just, were we? Were you there? Yeah, I, but I didn't. When I oh my bad. Anyway. I then I I just I think he offers something Bijan will not offer at the next level. Four four six speed is just not a home run hitting speed. I think he's going to be like an upgraded David Montgomery. He's going to be a bit faster, but he's like very similar back, very elusive, very tough to take down. Uh, like breaks a lot of tackles. It's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, but we got David Montgomery on the roster. What if we add another guy who offers that home run hitter speed at every time he touches the ball? And Jameer Gibbs is more than just a speedster, man. He's very dynamic back. I don't I think and we could move on from what Swift offers. Uh, you know, easy enough next year. We got Montgomery David Montgomery on a long term contract, so we don't need another powerful internal back. We need we need that home run hitter. Plus you could use him like a freaking receiver and stuff. You could use them all Gibbs, over. Gibbs would, prim- weapon. Gibbs would definitely primarily be a receiving back, I think, in, in our offense. That's what he's, that's what he's I think he known do for. it all, but yeah. And, and he he's an elite. He's an tackles. elite. I mean, he's the top receiving running back in this draft. And he, he probably... But that's he, not all he He is. fills the Swift void. Uh, yes, exactly. Swift but that, is gone next Swift year. Because I don't think... The tackles. I'd be shocked if Swift came back next year. Uh, I, I don't think the Lions are going to yeah. want pay him even if he has a great season i just think about like the chiefs and what do they always do they just add a shit ton of super speedy weapons for mahomes all the time the chiefs just get by it, at uh running back <laughs> although but the, all they're like i don't know man this kid is, is he's a special weapon and like, oh, i know Bijan's a better player all around but this kid i think he's gonna be he could be just as dynamic and just as deadly if not more so in the league than Bijan, yeah. I mean, I I see Bijan breaking a lot of plays, but I also see him his runs, you know, being frustratingly cut short because he doesn't have that long speed. Uh, I mean, he's got decent, he's got good speed, but he doesn't have 
that elite speed. And that's what you're going to get with Jameer Gibbs. And he's not just speed. He's got he's got good vision, good cutting, and all that. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with you about Gibbs. I think he'd be a, a great fit for the Lions offense. Um, will they take him in the first round? I highly doubt it. Uh, if, he, they, if he somehow falls to them in the second round, I do think they will grab him. But do I think he will fall to them? No, <laughs> I do not. See, that was, we got him at 48 in that draft. Yes. And then we got Drew Sanders later. I think we got him like the third, I think, or at least our second. Drew, second Drew Sanders, pick. yeah, the second, just, second round pick. Mm-hmm. I don't see him falling that far. I just don't. Too, too special of an athlete, and he's a big linebacker. Guys like him don't come around very often. I mean, I know he's not a super polished like uh, linebacker yet because of his limited time at the position and doing like rush end stuff, but that versatility, you know, versatility like the that probably is why the lions invited him um I, if he falls that far i will be so stuck in this whole draft if it pans out this way it's gonna be one happy happy day <laughs> so what, what do you think the odds of lions draft uh trading up in this draft even at number three what if it's not even four quarterback what if they just fall in love with will anderson so much well actually here's a because you can I argue I've been the line toying with okay a con- oh sorry go ahead I was gonna I, just before you get to it I, I'm just, the only argument I've heard of like if the lines are ever to trade up into the top five now would be the time to do it because they have that extra draft capital to do so this year because they don't have that in the future unless they trade back from six which could be a possibility if and none of the top guys follow them at six they don't like any of the cornerbacks or anything it is possible uh but sure. There is they love you know, a quarterback. A lot of the buzz just with the Lions trading up is around the fact that they have a lot of draft capital a- ammunition to move up this year. And in regards to drafting the quarterback, if they're ever going to do it, this is year because you have the draft capital to do so. And there's a lot of top prospects, but it all depends on how the scouting department rates these guys. And unfortunately, we'll never know True. those details. Uh, also, so you cool. got to consider we have a very good starting quarterback already on the roster for two years. Um, yep. It- this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But go on with think, what you're gonna say. Uh, well, here I was gonna say. So uh, I heard a rumor that the Lions are in love, are falling in love with uh, Tyree Wilson. I've read that as well. Yes, um, but a lot of rumors fly hey, around I, this time of year. But like <laughs> some things intrigued me because I've been watching a lot of like film breakdowns on YouTube and stuff. And no. uh, Will Anderson is a stud, right? Oh, yeah. But Will Anderson is also not an absolute monster not the way like the video 
I watched compared him to Jalen Carter and like like they showed some of the moves that Jalen Carter can do, but like it, I don't know why they compared it, but like it was just, I think I watched it or it doesn't matter. The point is like size, mass, strength. There's certain things that Will Anderson just doesn't bring to the table. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not a hu- huge edge. He's a small edge. And uh, I just, I wonder if maybe Tyree Wilson is creep is secretly like ahead of him. Like he has, he's, he's, he might, you know, it could be like last year with like uh, uh, Trayvon Walker going ahead of uh, Hutchinson where they just, people like the freakiness over the, steadfast reliability you know i just have a weird feeling that tyree wilson might even go be the first d lineman taken off the board and i so i don't that would be if we trade up for whoever the guy we like it wouldn't be surprised if it's tyree wilson we trade up for yeah if, so bob, i don't see us trading up and rud dog what about? bob is joined <laughs> i told you at the beginning of the podcast he might join he's hopping in here half an hour yeah, in. a little late to the You're party but i'm here Bob, we're just going to fire right at you. Do you think the Lions have, is there any possibility they trade up into the top five, most likely that number three spot, either either for a quarterback or Will Anderson, or do you say zero chance? Uh, What do you say? I don't think they will. I mean, I I know that is a possibility, especially this year, like you're saying, with the, the capital that we have. And I personally wouldn't trade up for either one, for Will Anderson, unless I like Bryce Young out of the quarterbacks, but... He's mm. looks like he's going number one overall from what all I've seen, and I don't. Yeah, it's crazy how that <laughs> everybody thought Stroud at first after that trade, and then uh, the past couple of weeks it seems to be going Bryce Young's way. Could be a smoke. Yeah, game. I just like I think where they are right now with the Lions, where we're like poised to win, we can build some depth, get this future going. I don't want to give up any picks this year, um, or even next year's first or something to go. I uh-huh. I think we can get a good player at six, where we are. But trading back, I wouldn't mind. You know, if we got a little, if we didn't go too far back, but uh, I'm guessing we'll end up at six. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm Z- all for building the D line, D line, D line, D line, D line, D line. <laughs> yeah, hey, Z, I wanted to address the uh, the aspect of having capital to trade up to uh, as an argument for that because yeah. I don't necessarily think. Here's the thing: we, we're going to be we we're still building the foundation of this team. And the way Brad Holmes operates, I don't think we're going to have a problem if, if the day comes and we want to move up to get where we want to go. I think he's going to have capital every year. I, I, I don't think he's, you know, and you don't need, the more you build in the process, the more your foundation is built up, the less draft picks you need. You know, like this year already, I doubt like half these guys are going to start. We might get like two or three starters this year, whereas like last year it was like our whole draft class found contribution but you can only draft starters so consistently before you got a full starting lineup and then what are you adding to just depth at that point where that's where like you know we don't need nine draft picks in two years when our roster is really beefed up Mm. you know we could we'll be able to move capital around i think then whenever the time they just deem target their quarterback or whatever i don't think we need to do it this year yeah and i I personally think too that i don't think we're gonna draft a quarterback but i think the fact that they haven't tried to renegotiate with uh, Goff and extend him before the draft, I think they want to make people think that we might draft a quarterback. And uh, probably right after the draft, they'll probably mm. start having talks with them. That's my prediction. Mm. Prediction. Interesting. You know, prediction <laughs> from Bob. You know, like they did Ragnar, like right after the draft, they then they signed him to the oh. extension. So I think they could That's do that. Point. Might do that with Goff too, because they haven't apparently they haven't even talked to him yet about it. So. 
I mean, he has two right. years left. Yeah. So there's no rush. Yeah, but well, I think there's a rush in the sense if they believe in him, you can get him relatively cheap because it goes up and up every year. The price. Yep, yep. that's fair. That's right. Fair. Also, if they re- if they do it this year, they can peel back some more uh, salary cap money. Although they might want to front load it so they have more in the future. Yeah. So it all de- it all depends. Uh, if they if they want to resign them, it'll be. If they draft a quarterback, though, that could all go out the window as well. Uh, if we could draft him, or well, the Harris actually, I'd feel better if he was on a longer term contract actually to draft a quarterback. If that sounds weird, like if golf was on like a three or four year, five year deal, because then, especially like if with what you brought up with Richardson, I think that guy's just going to need some time. <laughs> I don't think oh, he's yeah. going to be ready. I think for years. I think in this league, and that's the thing, that. like. Is two years even enough? I don't think two years is necessarily enough. Maybe like three years down the road, you know, three four years down the road, we, we're finally well. Three four would be a long. I mean, you you got to get you get a guy in the first round. You only have so much time while he's on the rookie contract. Think... And the most valuable thing in the NFL these days is a rookie and a, a quarterback yeah. contract. It's so cheap, and you can build around that contract. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're spending twenty fifteen twenty percent of your salary cap on one player going forward. That's so interesting, but that's I've heard that used a lot more, and not just for quarterbacks. Like everyone talks about, like if you want, like moving into the end of the first round and stuff, if like to make picks just so you get that fifth year option mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, it makes sense. Get them longer, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Since you're Andre, really quick, uh, we didn't get your reaction earlier. Uh, just really quick, your uh, Cuda trade reaction. You, uh, you know, you fine with it? I'm okay with it. And does it impact I, the draft? I wish the guy well. You know, I think they like him as a person, but uh, mm-hmm. I think he's more of a project. They kind of got to see his ceiling, and then he kind of dropped back off of it. So, I, yeah. you know, he might excel in Atlanta, but even so, I think it's probably good that the Lions move down with him because I think they're. They got all the just new guys coming in, and I think they're just going to reshape the whole thing in their in their image, you know, with the new the new regime. Not to mention all that money. Yeah, the money. Yeah, the money makes sense. It just makes sense for him, you know. It's it's too bad it didn't work out, and because uh, I like the the guy, but uh, I I think it was time to move on. I think this is an example of uh, when you draft the wrong guy at high in the first round, where like now. Like he, we could realistically have held on to him for another year to develop him and maybe then sign him. But like, when you're already making ten million dollars for just because they liked you enough to pick you at three, it just makes you very cost prohibitive to develop with that potential that you're going to be gone in a year anyway. Not to you know, unique to Jeff because he was injured all all that early part of his career. But yeah, they that that heavy rookie contract. The injury really did the, him in the way with the Lions, I think, because it, it set did. him back and. uh and the Lions don't have the patience right now Ooh. with what they're doing. So, <laughs> Did that just highlight another good distinction of why Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are all so much better than Quinn Trisha? Because, like, what they how they handled Jamison Williams coming in versus how they handled Akuda. Like, they forced Akuda into action. He should have been treated with hand or kid gloves until he was ready to go, but they pushed him out there because they were in, oh, they were fighting for their jobs and stuff. Well, you don't draft a cornerback at three if you need to win now, you dopes. Yeah, that's a good point. The way they handled him was probably didn't <laughs> do well for him. But, yeah. A couple of the newsworthy things, uh, um, just around the draft, at least, uh, from mock drafts. Uh, 
you know, I mentioned Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper had cancer going to Lions at 18. Also, Dane Brugler of The Athletic, who's one of the premier uh, mock drafters out there, also had Lions getting cancer at 18. Uh, so I just don't see it. <laughs> you don't think he falls 18, Red Dog? I just don't. He's gonna see fall somewhere it. in that like, range. His upside is too tantalizing. He's faster. He'll be the fastest D tackle in the NFL the second he steps on the field. Uh, I'm just sorry. Like, and, he, and it's not like that's all he is. He's got so much in his toolbox already. He's a proven ca- talent in college. I just, I don't see it. Like, well, he's where, small like, though. So that, I mean, th- yeah, there's a reason he's fast. He, he's small. Yeah. Yeah, but so is Aaron Donald. I mean, what? I don't. That It'd be like having Willow playing lineman for your for the uh, Lions. You know, he's still 281 pounds, and he'll build muscle onto that. Like, I'm sorry, that's just too much. He's his speed will be an absolute pain in the ass for every team to handle in the league because you know what? When you're six three, 330 pounds, it's a little hard to you know try to catch that smoke. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be effective in the league. I I just don't see how he's not with his skill set. I mean, how you, his how good he actually is will be. You can't just go out there saying he's Aaron Donald two point though. <laughs> yeah. so. I don't I don't think he's necessarily Aaron Donald two point uh, or anything. I'm not even saying he's an upgrade over Aaron Donald. I'm just saying he has the same kind of upside because he has the same kind of physical traits that Aaron Donald had coming out. Like we've seen what a guy at that size and that speed can do in this league. And it just happens to be maybe the best player ever. And I'm not saying he's going to become that, but if he's even half of that, that's going to be worth a shit ton. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I yeah, don't know. I mean, you can't go just valuable... off of those measurables. I mean, I think the what it's he does on the produ- field is going to be more important. very productive on a shitty right. pit team. Because there's been plenty of like guys who win the combine who suck in the NFL when they on the right. out there. But we were talking about him before yeah. the combine. No, I'm not saying he's going to he be terrible. Did. I just, you know. I think he's going to fall around that area, though. I don't see him going at six or something. Uh, where did I don't, where did, I don't know. I don't, I don't see him going to eighteen. That's so far. There's and all right. So what's the lowest he goes? What's your prediction? Give us a prediction. Come on. He's going to go top ten. Top ten. Huh. Wow. I don't see that. I think he's arguably one. He's one of like the top four D linemen in this whole draft. Uh I just don't see how he falls to eighteen. So what if uh, we do get him at six and uh, and uh, Jalen Carter free falls? Do you get him at eighteen? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh God, that'd be great. Well, I mean, I'd feel much better about him at eighteen than I would yeah. at six. <laughs> I mean, I personally I would take him at six, but I know I'm in the minority on this group. But... I would I would take Carter I, at six. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't. It's not that I wouldn't. I just need to be in these interviews to know if I would or not. Like he's at the yeah. point where he's destroyed his public image so thoroughly that, it, it, from an outside looking in, I just can't see past the question marks. I mean, he sh- he he showed up as a fat slob to his job interview. Basically, I mean, like, what is Dan Campbell's like one rule? Like, show up in time on shape, or in shape on time, whatever. Like, and he shows up to like maybe the one of the most important days of his life out of shape can't even finish the drills uh oh it's pro day i don't know it just to. seems very very bad look uh on a guy who was already dealing with stuff that you know you'd rather not have your guy you're about to give millions of dollars dealing with and uh the other argument it's just is a really though, bad look 
So without getting to know the man personally, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. But the argument... The talent on film is great, though. The argument for the Lions is that they have the coaching staff in place to get the most out of them. Yeah, but like, how many... Like, you can only get away with so many, you know, bad eggs or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying you couldn't, but, like, you already start to chip away at your culture. Like, you risk chipping away at your culture if you mm-hmm. add someone who doesn't mesh with it. I'm not saying you can't. He might fit in, like, perfectly. He might... Uh, take all the tutorship of the vets and and get his act together and be a great pro i just don't have enough knowledge of this man so based on that run dog if they take him at six you're way on board right because because they had the interview with them they yeah they've kicked the tires oh yeah i I trust brad and dan absolutely oh god i'll be so psyched if we pull the trigger because that means they checked out i'm with you if i'm not with you i'm with the terrorists so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and then the other one I I saw, um, you know, Drew Sanders I've seen, but also Jack Campbell, Rudd Dog I've seen uh, in the second round there. A, a very popular line targeting a second uh, a second round linebacker in this draft. Um, yeah, I think Jack will. I don't know. I could see him going in the first round, but I could see him falling too. I, he he has a such an interesting skill set. He's so massive. But he's very explosive, very strong. I, I I love the guy. I would, I wouldn't be mad at eighteen with him, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I think he qualifies as a first round skill set. But there's gonna there's a lot of talent in this draft, so I wouldn't be surprised if he falls. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's not a, like a lot of like premier premier talent, but there's a lot of those guys that fall with anywhere between like ten and forty, like. 48 really or yeah. 60 i don't know like the, the there's the the gap is smaller i guess from a guy like from bryce young instance but like after even like christian gonzalez like down i, I don't know this seems like there's a smaller gap between skill set like in, impact i guess yeah. versus like the top guys like a will anderson or jalen at least in my opinion jalen carter but and these freaky which makes just keep making harder and harder to assess everything because yeah. you got guys who are going to go in like the middle of the first round who are putting up numbers of like typical like top 10 athletes and stuff like like a guy like uh van ness for instance like mm-hmm. i like him a lot. i don't see why an argument for him like you picked him at six i think in a mock draft mm-hmm. and honestly skill set wise athletically he, he i wouldn't be mad about it he's got really good size and speed and strength and he was a productive player in college like you know obviously i'm not doing the finer details of scouting but like I'm just saying there's a lot of really good athletes and freaky dudes in this draft yeah. that we can get. And you talk about else. how they're all kind of in that area. That's why these mocks have been so weird, I think. Yeah. You've seen uh, Jack Campbell like at six, and then you've seen him at 18. You've seen him in the second round. Or not, I mean, Van Ness. Well, I haven't seen Van him at Ness, six. I'm saying. I haven't seen at him at six. six. That would no, be Van one. Ness, not Jack <laughs> Campbell. But, uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. No, Campbell, I always, you always see him in the second round or something. But like a tight end. You know, Lions might take a tight end, but I don't see them doing it in the first round. But there's a lot of tight ends in this no. draft, so I could see them doing the second 90 per, round. 90% of Lions fans do not want to see a tight end in the first round. There's just a too nope. many horror. horror uh, yeah, but you, know, you can't nightmares. go on the pass. you got to go with what these guys need. I mean, I know. There are some good ones in this draft, too. Yeah. I, uh, you I got Darnell Washington in the second round. I'd, 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 that would be, I'd be sweet. About that. that would be sweet. I'm so curious about his range because he's very much more like i know he could potentially be like a pass catcher because of his size and speed but like 
he's more he's very much more like an extra lineman. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see how he gets drafted. That's, I think the Lions would love a guy that's like that's how him. he yeah, I mean that's how uh, the Lions have used their tight end. So and he can block. That's his that's what he took pride in uh, working on the blocking, but he was also a high school yep. receiver, so yep. he's got he wants to catch the ball more. So they just didn't have it in that system. Like he just needs to develop it. That was one of his weaknesses was drops in college. But yeah, I mean if he, he he's got the upside for sure to to hone that craft like i would love to get him i'm just curious to see where the league rates him because of his sort of unpolished passer side and if they're just going to draft on that potential for him to develop their or catching side if they're going to count on him to develop there yeah, i mean he had a great combine mean, it seems so. like everyone favors the pass catching over the blocking these days at tight yeah. end like i know they still want the blocking but it's always seen as sort of like oh he can block too nowadays <laughs> where it used to be like can he block oh and he can catch that's great <laughs> like it, that's why you see all these guys go so high. I feel like. I mean, it all depends but, on the uh, system that you get drafted into, like and how they value that position. True. I, I think the Lions. Everyone have, wants those. I, I don't think this version of the Lions and this coaching staff and the offense system they have values the tight end like uh, they have in the past, like yeah. making it a first round draftable position. Which is like annoying because we supposedly valued it when we draft these guys and then do shit with and, them. <laughs> And Z, so this regime didn't. I don't think they value linebacker as much, so I wouldn't be surprised if we took a tight end over no. Jack Campbell in the second round. You know, like uh, if we got Washington. Right. Or something. No, I agree. I agree. That I, I like mean, the Lions Kincaid. are very. I like very uh, Michael Mayer, scheme, so. and it's different for them drafting a, a tight end than picking up Hawkinson's contract where it was. I think that was a big part of the reason they got rid of him was the yes. contract more than his skill. I agree. It was just bad timing. Um, what do you guys think? What Michael Mayer at uh, forty-eight? Would you be mad? Uh, no, I wouldn't be mad at that. No, no, yeah. that'd be fine. Really yeah, good. I I think I like Washington better though as an NFL prospect over Mayer. Uh, Mayer, Mayer doesn't really get separation, <laughs> and he's just a very good fifty-fifty. He's a way yeah. better pass receiving prospect than than Washington. I though. think the the upside's higher though in Washington. It, it, it is, but he has like I mean I I watched a, a good breakdown and the guy really like did not get used as a dynamic receiver no, cuz they had Brock Bowers. Wasn't Ge- great. Georgia has arguably the top tight end if Brock Bowers is draft eligible this year. So but like I'm saying like he struggled to hold on to balls. His route running was not very developed. Like he's just not a pass catching prospect in a polished pass prospect catching prospect that's all i'm saying i'm not saying his upside's not there he's just gonna have to develop a lot in that realm whereas michael Mayer, you're gonna get a really savvy super quick footed route runner who is you know who is really good at exploiting zones uh pace pacing and all the nuances that go into getting open and he's a really solid blocker too so yeah. i mean I, I like him better as an all-around prospect now i do agree darnell washington has a higher upside but it's also kind of a question mark in this not, game. Who's a uh, Dalton think, Kincaid from Utah? That's the guy, like one of the top guys now. He's yeah, been, he's like the he's top been shooting guy, up the charts. But, but I don't think the Lions will go for one of those top guys. Maybe in the second round. But there, there is some depth to that position this year, so they could pick somebody up later if they wanted to. Let's be that team that just grabs a guy in like the fifth round, and he turns out to be a real good pro for once instead of yeah. drafting these first. Get uh, Schoonmaker or whatever from uh, Michigan. You know, there you go. Like a, there you go. I like. I mean, I, that draft is like spot on. I'd be so yeah. happy. <laughs> oh yeah. See Tyree Wilson and Elijah Kansi and Drew Sanders and Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. 
And we could get our kicker too. Uh, get to. <sighs> Yeah, I'd be excited for that next week in our mock draft to see where you guys uh, yeah. um, take Moody because I, I don't know if I will be taking him <laughs> in my mock draft. Uh, not to reveal anything yet, where. though, but uh, I, I think we'll I think we'll start wrapping up the podcast here. But I do want to you know highlight that again next week, early in the week, um, we will have our final mock draft. And then please be on the lookout. Next Thursday, April 27th, starting at about 7 o'clock. Uh, it might be a little earlier than that, but Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter at Drinking Lion. Just pay attention on there um, for our live draft link. We're going to be doing a live draft show, uh, reacting the whole first round. It's always a fun. We've done the last two years. It's been really fun. Uh, this year, we'll have a little extra wrinkle. I think we'll have a nice... Uh, prize to give out uh but you got to be listening live to the stream uh so pay attention to that we'll announce it really we'll announce it on the next podcast um but a gift card of some sorts uh for nfl shop uh, probably will be happening so just pay attention to that but next podcast coming out i think monday we'll shoot for uh i'll get a couple days for it to to breathe before the thursday we're the draft. It's here. Yeah. And this oh, year it's in Kansas City. Next year it's in Detroit. <laughs> I know. Finally. Fighting. Finally. And then I think the, the the schedule comes out May 11th. Uh, and then, you know, then there's that long part of the offseason. Well, then don't we have the less the uh, alternate helmet reveal coming up too? Oh, I th- yeah. Didn't they say like thir- or there was like something about Thursday uh, with the reveal? Oh, this I, week? There was like a thing on at Ford Field's oh, cool. Twitter account. Oh, okay. They showed the lion bringing in a top secret box, ah. uh, so people thought it was like a uniform. Or well, be... is it just the alternate helmets they're doing? Is yeah, it just... just the just the alternate oh. helmets. That's the only change. Hopefully, it's a blue helmet. I think that'd be cool. And then they're doing the patch on the uniforms, which we sent blue. for the ninetieth season of the Lions. So, oh yeah, I agree. The blue helmet would be cool. That a blue helmet should have been our color rush helmets. I never understood why we didn't just go all blue. Yeah, I'd like that too. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like it's like the Bengals do, like all white, like they put the white helmets and stuff. Or the Bears all color. orange. Right? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, they look <laughs> like Syracuse. Like a, yeah. Would you do a Honolulu blue chrome or like a Honolulu blue? Uh, no, not chrome. That's like Kentucky. Though. Like a matte. Yeah, I wouldn't do chrome. I wouldn't do chrome. Oh, you can do matte, matte blue not. with a, like a white lion, or a, I don't know. That could be know, really just, cool, or silver cool. lion. Yeah. Ooh. So um but yeah so a lot of possibilities so we'll be looking out for that um but really look forward to early next week with our final mock draft and be mm-hmm. on the lookout for our live round one stream uh we'll be really looking forward to that it'll be a lot of fun it'll be a long night uh a few uh drinks of a lot of kool-aid the kool-aid will be flowing heavy that night uh oh, it usually yeah. does yeah but uh man you know, again, just follow us on Instagram at drinking the blue Kool Aid, Twitter at drinking lions. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the upcoming drafts. Uh, if you have a mock draft you want to share, please do so. Um, and maybe we can discuss it here on the podcast as well. But uh, thank you to our producer Kid J. We always appreciate him, Kid, Kid J. And thank you to oh wait, shoot, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, thank you to our producer. Kid J. 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 All right. My man. 
shaky, rough. Sorry, sorry, KJ, <laughs> sorry, producer, sorry, UJ. Usually, UJ leads the charge on that. He's not on the pod tonight. Yeah. Um, but you, you need to apologize to him. He's not here. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but man, uh, yeah. So just look forward to all that. Otherwise, we want to thank. Oh, sidelinereport.com as well for hosting the podcast. Got to mention that. Oh, thank you uh, for them hosting the podcast. Always greatly appreciate that. But mostly, want to thank our listeners. We greatly appreciate you. We always thank you for drinking the blue Kool Aid along with us. Um, and look forward to tuning in next week with all the fun draft stuff ahead. So, thank you everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate you. And last but not least, as always, go go. go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.